Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Um, thanks for joining us on the call today. And I just wanted to give you a bit of a heads up in terms of one of uh, the, the issues we're going to be dealing with in the throne speech this week. And uh, what we're hoping, what we're planning to announce is that we are going to build on our already existing and strong, robust infrastructure in terms of clean energy vehicles. So we currently have the largest per capita clean energy vehicle infrastructure in Canada. And uh, this is something that, uh, that we want very much want to build on. So given the confidence of the House, we plan to announce a $50 million investment over five years for an additional 4,321 new charging stations. So to break that down a little bit, 12 million will go to 110 fast chargers, and that's a, uh, that's a 30 minute charge. And then $38 million going to an additional 4,211 level two chargers, which are the five hour uh, CEV charger. So this is, uh, it's important we, that we expand on this uh, strong infrastructure and um, uh, because we really want to encourage electrification of our transportation fleet, which is almost 40% of our a mission profile in the province generally, much of which interestingly is uh, comes out of Vancouver. I think uh, 61% of those emissions are generated in, in, uh, in Metro Vancouver. Um, so clearly we need to have a, a strong infrastructure piece that will support clean energy vehicles right around the province. Uh, it'll support our low carbon economy and uh, reduce um, reduce those uh those emissions and then fundamentally it, it will you know clearly as we transition that transportation fleet overall it will drive demand and things like site c do provide an opportunity to give us that clean renewable long-term firm power supply so with that i think what we'll do is um, perhaps open it up for questions Thank you. If you if you would like to ask a question, please dial zero one on your keypad. If your question has been asked and you would like to withdraw your question, you can press pound. Uh, we'll now leave a minute or two uh, to wait for people. You have been added to the question and answer queue. Uh, first question comes from Lindsay Kynes from uh, Victoria Rams. Please go ahead. Um, Minister, why are you just announcing this now? Wouldn't it have been better to announce it two months ago and run on it in an election campaign? Well. I think we understand, and I think you understand, that the Climate Leadership Plan is a living piece, and it's something that we are going to continue to build on. It's going to evolve over decades, really. There is no ultimate solution here. This is an evolution, and so this is exactly... Uh, you should have asked a question. May I have your last name, please? Yeah, it's Woodford, W-O-O-D-F-O-R-D. Thank you. And your first name, sir? Shane, S-H-A-N-E. Thank you. Please press zero one again in five seconds. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. Our next question comes from uh, Justine Hunt. Please go ahead. You have been added to the question and answer queue. In this case, or did this just kind of spring out of uh, out of a, a meeting of the caucus, or how, where did this come from? Well, this has been something that's been in. Um, in mind for a long time. We recognize that 37% of our, uh, of our emissions profile is from transportation. 
And uh, I know from personal experience that I need to be able to, um, uh, you know, I live fairly far away from either Vancouver or Victoria, and um, I need to, you know, I, I know from experience that we have to have a more robust infrastructure in order to be able to uh, expect people to um, to transition onto clean energy vehicles, especially um, electric vehicles. So an important, I improved infrastructure is an important piece. But uh, just to follow up, is there any kind of business plan that says this is the amount of money and it will have what effect on, on uh, consumer behavior? Well, consumer behavior is going to uh, be a function of, um, of people's confidence in the system and their... Um, and all, obviously the cost of vehicles and this sort of thing. So people need to feel that they are, uh, it's the right decision for them. And currently there are, you know, there is a perception, I think it's, a, it, there is a perception that it is a, uh, there's a, a range anxiety and this sort of thing. So this is, this is something that will help uh, alleviate that and alleviate people's concerns, give them confidence in the system. But there's no business plan that you can cite that'll say this is the amount of money, this is where it's going to go, and this is what it will do. Well, it, it is in our uh, in our climate leadership plan, and in it has always been identified as a phased approach. So this is part of the, that phasing in stage two. Thanks. Thank you. Our next question comes from Shane Whitford. Please go ahead. Hey, Jordan, how are you? Good, Shane. How are you? I'm well, sir. Uh, listen, the cynic in me uh, can't help but notice that you're pitching, uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with the program, obviously, but uh, uh, pitching clean energy and leaking a throne speech tidbit when your government's in a precarious position and likely won't be able to follow through. Is there sort of a political motivation behind this or no? Shane, you know this is something that I have always supported, that uh, we need to move forward on a, on a stronger uh, clean energy vehicle charging infrastructure setup. So, you know, this is an extension of our, our, our continuation of our climate leadership plan. It is always been part of the, the, uh, the plan. It is a living document, and this is something that we'll just continue to roll out. So it's not pitched specifically at the Greens then? Well, I'm pitching it. So, you know, I, I certainly support this initiative. I think it's, a, uh, it's exactly the type of thing that we need to be doing. Yeah, but uh, we all know that uh, there's a pretty good likelihood the government will fall. So what are the chances of following through on this, Jordan? Well, I have every confidence we'll be able to follow through on it, Shane. <laughs> let, let, let's see. Let, it, things will evolve as they evolve. And um, we have an obligation to put forward a throne speech. And um, that's, um, that's what we intend to do. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. You have been removed from the question and answer queue. Meissner, please go ahead. Hello, Minister. Good morning. Morning. Can you say again how many um, charging stations you're going to put in and where these will all be located? Well, they're going to be located throughout the province of British Columbia. Uh, there's a total uh, at this point at $50 million over five years for 4,321 new stations. So that includes 110 fast chargers, which are the 30-minute charger, for a total of $12 million, and 4,211 level 2 chargers, which are 5-hour chargers, for $38 million. 
are these going to be like in parking lots or, or where are they? There'll be a variety of different locations and opportunities. Um, and that I think will uh, become more apparent as time goes on here. But yes, there'll be in a, um, it'll be in a variety of different places. Okay, thank you. Our next question comes from Mary Griffin. Please go ahead. Oh, hi, Minister. Um, I'm just wondering, what kind of do you drive an electric car? What kind of car do you drive? Not yet. No, uh, that's my next vehicle. Um, as I said, I live um, I live in Pemberton. So driving from Pemberton to Vancouver or Victoria or beyond is um, it's sort of the outer range, especially in the winter where you have to have your defrost on and this sort of thing. So there's quite a load, and um, um, that is the next step for me. Uh, once I, it, we have a system that works, um, uh, the, the, uh, well, I, I'm, frankly, I'm looking forward to a, additional range for a guy like me, or the 30-minute charger works as well. I just need to be able to get to Vancouver and get home when it's minus 20. And that is a limitation, absolutely. So I really do understand people's concerns um, from all parts of the province and, and how uh, this is maybe one of those things that's going to give me an opportunity to, to go electric. Sure. What are you driving now, though? I drive a Volkswagen. Volkswagen, thanks. Thank you. Our next question comes from Lisa Kyunza. Please go ahead. Hi, Minister. Um, I'm just hoping that you can perhaps talk to the people who hear these announcements that we've been hearing over the last couple of days and perhaps think that they're disingenuous because they're coming at the cusp of the Liberals losing power and they look like, you know, people hanging on with their fingernails. Well, we, as I said, we have an obligation to move forward with a throne speech and test the confidence of the House. So it, it's completely consistent with, um, certainly with, with uh, you know, with, with history and with um, um, the way government works, and I think it's also consistent with my approach. Um, you know, I, I have been involved and supportive, uh, um, and working with uh, climate, climate solutions, uh, environmental solutions for a long time, and um, I'm very pleased to be part of this announcement. But there was just a budget. I just was listening to the tape from it. We just had a budget a couple of months ago, and this was nowhere to be seen there. And, and clearly, you don't even drive an electric vehicle, so it just it seems a little hollow, I guess. Well, this is exactly why this uh, we're, we want to put this program in place so I can drive an electric vehicle. Um, and it is, as I said, it's part of the climate leadership plan. It has always been in, very, in, in staged, and this is exactly uh, one of those stages. And I guess just a fault, last one, but just why wasn't this in the budget? If this is important to the Liberal government, why wasn't it in the budget that just came in a couple months ago? The um, the budget dealt with a variety of different issues, and um, you know this is a this is the next phase of our climate leadership plan. So this is something that we're putting forward as uh, you know there's a there's an important component, an important it's important to have a robust infrastructure around the province, and uh, that's. Exactly what we're doing is supporting that infrastructure. Thank you. Our next question comes from Tom Fletcher. Please go ahead. 
Hi, Minister. Uh, it seems like this is a, a great time for a demonstration of the uh, growing need for things like a, a new power dam. Uh, can you comment on that? Uh, well, you know, the, good question. Um, clearly, there is going to be there is going to be growing demand. It, you know, the transportation fleet alone is. If we were to transition the transportation fleet to electricity, it is going to take a huge amount of power. I, I, I can't say exactly how much, but I, I do know that um, that the energy equivalents are enormous. You could probably do the math on it and understand that, that things like Site C provide us with an opportunity to, um, to give baseload power that will again, give opportunity to more intermittent sources. So I think it all works as a package. Thank you. Our next question comes from Dirk Meissner. Please go ahead. Hello, Minister. I'm just wondering why in the last couple of days uh, you guys are putting out policies that sound like end welfare rates and banning union and corporate donations. Those are things the NDP have been wanting to do, and now you guys want to do them. Well, I'm here to talk about um, the, the expansion of the clean energy vehicle infrastructure, and uh, um, I think it's very consistent with my approach. Uh, the Premier clearly brought me into Cabinet for a reason, and um, you know I, I think this is something that we should be doing and moving forward on, so I'm pleased to be part of this. So your duties of cabinet just go to talk about one issue, not about other issues in the province right now. Well, I, today I'm here to talk about the, uh, expanding our clean energy vehicle infrastructure. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Our next question comes from Lindsay Kynes. Please go ahead. Minister, I just want to follow up on the budget question. Um, you guys have always run and claim to be good money managers. The, the increase in welfare rates wasn't in the budget. The tying disability assistance uh, to inflation wasn't in the budget. This wasn't in the budget. Where's this money coming from? Well, this is a $50 million investment over five years. So let's put that into perspective on a $49.5 billion budget. I think this is something that is uh, certainly uh, very doable and, um, and an important initiative. But that didn't answer the question. Where's the money coming from? What are you giving up in order to make this happen? As I say, uh, we this is part of a $49.5 billion budget, and um, we uh, I'm quite confident, uh, the finance minister is confident, that we are going to be able to incorporate this $50 million into our $49.5 billion budget. Okay, but usually when a government takes power, they issue a throne speech based on what they just campaigned on. This throne speech appears to have a bunch of information in it that you guys never campaigned on. What does that say about what your platform? was? It, are you admitting it was a failure? Well, I, you know, I've been in Cabinet for a whole week now, so, um, you know, I only have so much time and uh, to, to be able to influence these outcomes, and um, this is what I, um, I, I'm pleased to be part of, of this change in direction or this additional initiative, I suppose, is actually a better way of saying it, Re recognizing that we, you know, this has always been part of the climate leadership plan. We're just advancing the, um, uh, the objectives and advancing the targets a, a number of years. 
thank you. We have uh, no further questions at this time. Okay, thank you, gentlemen, or thank you, gentlemen and ladies. It's been a pleasure. Have a great day.